0: Then by those who arrange every matter. Mudabbirat, plural of the word, mudabbira. Mudabbira meaning one who does tadbir. And what does tadbir mean? To plan. So amran, matter. Meaning every matter, every single matter that exists, who carries it out at the command of Allah? The angels. So Amr, every situation, every affair, every matter, happens by whose command? Allah's command. And it's carried out by who? By the angels of Allah. mudabbirati amra, Meaning the angels who execute Allah's orders precisely as they were commanded. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has assigned the angels different kinds of work. Different ones. We think angels only write the good deeds and bad deeds of people and yes they come to take the souls of people when it's time of their death and just you know the angels would bring revelation to the prophets and what else do the angels do what do they do you tell me what kind of matters do the angels carry out yes okay so the angels that stay with a person right to record his deeds but also to protect him okay Okay, angels are also appointed over provision. Okay, wind, clouds, rain. Okay, so provision. What else? Yes? Okay, so one angel is appointed to blow the trumpet on the day of judgment. What else? Yes? Okay, they also inspire a person to do good. Alright. Okay, so an angel is sent when there's a child in the womb of the mother right so at a certain stage the angel is sent to record whatever is going to happen to that child good ibn qayyim said nothing happens in this world except that there is an angel behind it so basically whatever's happening angels are involved in it we don't see them because what was the first thing that allah created the pen and he commanded the pen to write what did the pen write Everything that was to happen. Right? So everything that is to happen, it's recorded. That is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's ilm. It was written. Now, what happens? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He commands. And then, based on that command, what was written is executed. You understand? So there is al-qadr, والقضاء القدر the decree and القضاء the execution of that decree the carrying out of that decree so who's carrying that out? who's carrying that out? it's the angels think about it this way we learned that Angel Mikail is appointed over the rain vegetation from which basically there is provision for the creation right? now for rain to fall at a certain place is there any planning? Is there any background planning? Is there any background work that happens before rain falls? What kind of work happens? A certain amount of water must have been evaporated from a certain place by a certain time. Isn't it? And then the temperature, all the physics up in the sky have to be you know, in perfect amount, perfect ratio for the clouds to form. Correct, And then the wind blows And then carries those clouds From one point to the other And then again for rain to fall From those clouds All the physics in the sky have to be Within a certain measure Correct, And then rain will fall We look at it as Oh rain is falling But there is so much that went That happened before That cloud could come up above you And then rain could fall so who was carrying all of that out? Who? It was the angels. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decreed that at a certain time, rain must fall. At a certain place, rain must fall. Of a certain amount, certain measure. This is recorded when? 50,000 years before the creation was created. And then who's carrying out all of those commands for that rain to fall? It's those angels. I want you to think about this. So much planning goes into it. You know, for an event to happen even, you have the meal coming up, right? Already there have been so many meetings, right? So many discussions, so many planners. So that, that one day, how many hours is that program? Three hours? For a three hour long program, so much planning is being done. Now think of an event that is a day long. How much more planning goes into it? How much more? It's a lot more. We don't always see people who are working behind the scenes. We only see people who show up on the stage, in the front, right? On the day of the program. Which is why at many events, what do people say? If you see a volunteer, please thank them. Why? Because they've been working so hard. Do we ever think about... All those angels that are working non-stop, God knows where, what kind of work they're doing. Why? To ensure? To ensure what? That we get rain that we can complain about. We get the first snow of the season that we can complain about. So much tadbir goes into it. This is why ingratitude is such a big deal because when we complain and when we're ungrateful about these things we're criticizing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's perfect system the perfect order the perfect planning that he has put in place fal amra there's nothing that happens in this world that's an accident that's a coincidence everything is planned carried out by the angels we'll get the reward for doing that good. And so it's like we're asking for good for ourselves, and then the good things that come out of it, it's also for us. And Allah allows us to do it, and He accepts it. You know? So, فَالْمُدَبِّرَاتِ Amra. The Prophet ﷺ said that when Friday comes, the angels stand at the door of the masjid, and they write down who comes first. The angels are standing Where? Where? At the doors of the masjid. When we enter through those doors, do we ever think that there is angels standing over here? Writing the names of people as they're coming in? And when the imam comes out, they close their records and sit down to listen to the dhikr. Those who come late basically, they don't make any note of them. Oh, this person came for Jumu'ah. Yes, in their individual books, okay, it's written. So, Birati amra. For every matter is a plan. Yawma tarjufo raajifa. Now look at these verses. One naziaat ghara, one naashita naashta, one sabhah sabha, fa sabika sabika, fal mudabbirat amra. Who is mentioned in these verses? It's the angels, and an oath is taken by them by the fact that they obey their Lord. And the fact that the angels are doing everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands them to do with perfection. If a soul has to be extracted, it's extracted fully. If it has to be extracted gently, they extract it gently. They go up and down, swimming, flying, so swiftly through this universe, carrying out whose commands? فَالْمُدَبِّرَاتِ amra, Racing each other, carrying out Allah's commands. Now all of this, should this be in vain? No. There is an end to all of this. A result to all of this. And when is that going to be? On the day of judgment. Yauma tarjufu rajifa. On the day when tarjufu it will convulse. What will convulse? A rajifa, one that convulses. And this is referring to the earth. One opinion is that this is referring to the earth. Ar-Rajifa meaning the earth. The trembling one will tremble. The day when the trembling one will tremble. What will tremble? The earth will. In Trutul Muzzammil, ayah 14, Allah says, Yaoma t'arjuful? Yaoma t'arjuful? Ardu. Yaoma t'arjuful? Ardu. So, Yaoma t'arjuful? Rajifa. The earth will shake. Secondly, It is said that the Rajifa over here is referring to the blowing of the trumpet. The first time that the trumpet will be blown. Because when it will blow, the entire creation will shake. Tatba'uha, it will follow it. Meaning immediately after the Rajifa will be what? A Radifa. Radifa, Radalfa. Radf. To come after someone. Radif is a person who's riding behind someone. So, radifa, the subsequent one. Meaning, the first convulsion will be followed by the subsequent convulsion. So the earth will not just shake once. More than once. Tatbahuha radifa. And radifa can also be understood as the second time that the trumpet will be blown. As we know, the trumpet will be blown at least two times. The first time that it will blow, what will happen? All those who are alive will die. And the second time that it will blow, what will happen? Everyone will be made to stand. Radifa. And as they will stand, as they will rise, qulubun Hearts, Yauma Idin that day wajifa. One that will be trembling. Hearts will be trembling that day. Wajifa from Waujimfa Wajf. Wajf is basically a kind of A gallop, meaning a certain manner in which a horse gallops, runs. And from this, the word wajf is used for the beating of the heart. Not the regular beating, but when the heart beats very fast. Palpitation, when it throbs, trembles. Why? When is it that your heart rate goes up? When? At the time of fear and anxiety. Isn't it? And many times, when your heart rate goes up, when your heart is palpitating really fast, it's beyond your control. You see something frightening, you hear something worrisome, and what happens? Naturally, your body goes into that mode, and so your heart starts beating really fast, beyond your control. You want yourself to calm down, but does your heart calm down? No. As long as that the cause of fear is there, your heart will continue to tremble. Tatbauha wajifa. Hearts will tremble that day. Why? Why will hearts tremble that day? Because is there one thing that will frighten people? No. It's one thing after the other. When the sun is wrapped up and the moon loses its light... And the mountains are blowing away. They're like a mirage. Oceans are set on fire. The earth is constantly trembling. The dead are coming out of the earth. Each person is running away from others. Isn't that a frightful scene? And it's not just for a moment or two. It's not just for a couple of hours. The length of the Day of Judgment is how long? 50,000 years. There is no place to hide, no mountain, no rock, nothing. A person is so empty-handed that they don't even have clothes on their body. Just imagine the state of helplessness. Then قلوب yawma إذن wajifa Why will the hearts not tremble that day? But do we think about that day? قلوب yawma إذن wajifa There is every reason to be terrified on that day abussaraha khashia abussaraha its eyes meaning the eyes of those hearts the hearts that are trembling because it's what you see that makes you afraid inside so the window of the heart is what the eyes when you see something and it's frightening what happens your heart it begins to beat really fast so abussaraha khashia they will be khashia they will be humbled Hearts are trembling and the eyes are low. Meaning a person will not be able to look up straight. This is similar to how if you see something really terrifying, you look at it and then you look away. You don't have the courage to look at it again. You know it's there. But you don't continue to look at it. Abusaruha khashiga in Surah Shura, Aya 45. Allah says, "Watarahum yuradun alayha khashigin min aldhul yanzurun min tarf khafi." Tarf khafi. They But right now, the same people they say, inna, a inna are indeed we lamarduduna." Surely wants to be returned fil khafira in the former state. The same people whose hearts will beat so fast, whose eyes will be humbled on the Day of Judgment, today they ask out of pure mockery, لَمَرْدُودُونَ فِي الْحَافِرَةِ مَرْدُودُونَ plural of the word, plural of the word, Mardud. who is مَرْدُودُ from Radda, Radda to return, مَرْدُودُ one who is returned. So مَرْدُودُونَ wants to be returned fil hafirah in the former state hafirah from the root letters h-f-r hafra is to dig a hole from the same root is the word hufra which is used for a ditch or even a grave and hafir means digger hafir is who one who digs digger so it is said hafir of an animal Half it of an animal, an animal like a horse, or a mule, or a camel. Half it of an animal is its hoof. Why is the hoof? Half Because if a horse runs really fast, right, or very forcefully, then will you see footprints on the ground? Will you? Will you? Yes. So it's as if the hoof dug the earth. You understand? It's as if the hoof dug the earth. And sometimes you will see these footprints or these hoof prints are so deep, right? Or if the ground is dry, then it's as if it's been dug literally. It changes. So this is, half. It is used for the hoof of an animal. It's also used for the foot of a human being. Now, from this, it is said, رَجْعَ Fi Hafiratihi. رَجْعَ Meaning so-and-so returned fi حَافِرَتِهِ to where he had come from. He retraced those footprints. So just imagine a horse runs, alright, leaves behind footprints, his hoofs basically dug the earth as he ran from there. And then it said رَجَعَ fi حَافِرَتِهِ meaning he went back on those footprints. You understand? He went back on those footprints. So from this, the expression "ḥafirah" when used with different words, it means that he went back to where he came from. So the word is also used to describe a person who's become old because he's gone back to the state of weakness of being dependent on others. You understand? So, رَجَعَ فِي حافرته, Meaning he went back to where he came from. So, لَمَرْدُودُونَ فِي الْحَافِرَةِ Meaning, will we be returned to? To what? Our former state. What we were before. Where we were before. So you understand the meaning of Hafirana. now. So they say, يَقُولُونَ In their denial, وَإِنَّا لَمَرْدُودُونَ فِي You talk about the Day of Judgment. Is it that we're going to be returned to our former state of existence after we have died? When we will die, our bones have decomposed, we have been forgotten, then will we be raised up again? And we will live like we lived before? We will experience like we experienced before? We will see and hear and feel like we heard and saw and felt before? We're going to be returned to our former state? Aida kunna? They say that Aida is it when kunna we have become meaning our bodies have become النخرة, decayed bones. You say that then we will be brought back alive. What are you talking about? This is their amazement, their denial of resurrection. They say we will be returned to life when our bones have become نَخِرَة عِظَام is a plural of عَظْم and نَخِرَة from the root letter is nun and basically نَخِرَة is used for bone or wood now imagine a bone or a piece of wood that has been wasted meaning it's been discarded and it's become old and it crumbles when it is touched it's become so soft that when you touch it, what happens? It crumbles. It breaks. So old. I don't know if you've ever seen wood like that. But it happens. This is why when they find, you know, fossils or even bones of like dinosaurs or something, how do they take them out? How? Very carefully. Because they're so delicate. When you go to the museums, why is it that such things are encased within glass boxes. Why? Why can't you touch and feel them? Because if you do so, they're gonna break. They're so delicate. So this is nahira, When wood or bone becomes very delicate, very soft, to the point of crumbling, meaning as soon as you will touch it, it will break. Old, decayed, rotten. Some have said that Nahira is that piece of wood or bone that's hollow from inside. And this is why it's become so soft, because it's hollow from inside. It's eaten up from inside. That if you put even a little bit of pressure, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? It will break. Because it's hollow from inside. كُنَّا <laughs> قَالُوا They say, tilka that, then Will be khasira. It will be a karra, karra means to return. khasira. One of loss. Meaning if we are returned to this former state of existence, if we are brought back to life, that would be such a huge loss for us. How would that be loss? People who are greedy for life, if they return to life, how is that a loss? That's like another chance, isn't it? But they say it will be a loss, they're basically mocking at the Prophet wasallam. They're mocking at the Qur'an. تَرْعُوض that would be such a huge loss for us. What they're implying is that you warn us about the difficulties of the Day of Judgment, about the hisab on the Day of Judgment. And if we have to go through that, that will be such a huge loss for us. Yes, indeed it will be. But do they mean this? Do they? No. They're mocking. In Surah Al-Isra, Ayah 49, it is said, وَقَالُوا أَإِذَا كُنَّا عِظَامًا وَرُفَاتًا أَإِنَّا لَمَبْعُوثُونَ خَلْقًا jadida." And what is the response over there? قُلْ حِجَارَةً أو حديدا. Whether you become rocks or iron, no matter what your body turns into, Allah will resurrect you. فَإِنَّمَا هي واحدة. فَإِنَّمَا So indeed only, here it will be زَجْرَةٌ A shout, واحدة, single. One shout. And زَجْرَة, frightening. Meaning very loud and frightening shout. When someone yells out something very loudly in a very frightening manner. You may have heard mothers yelling at their children. Hmm? So horrifying. The volume, the manner, the words. It's terrifying. Which is why poor children, they have no idea what the mother is saying or what the father is saying. They just hear something that frightens them, that scares them. فَإِنَّمَا هِيَ الزَّجْرَةٌ On the Day of Judgment, one shout will be enough to wake the dead up, to bring the dead back to life. It's not difficult for Allah and what is zajratun wahidah referring to the blowing of the trumpet in surah yasin ayah 53 Allah says in kanat illa sayhatan wahidah fa idahum jami'un ladaina muhdaron one scream and all will be present in surah qamar ayah 50 wama amruna illa wahidatun kalamhin bil so one scream faidahum idahum sahira Fa'ida, then suddenly, whom all of them will be, bis at a sahira. What is sahira? Earth's surface. It's from the root letter sinhara. And sahir is to spend the night awake. Meaning to not sleep during the night. And ardun sahira, Ard, land that is sahira. What kind of land is it? Land that is very fertile. That produces plants very quickly, meaning plants grow on it so quickly. And why would land be called Ardun Sahira? That it's as if it spent the night awake growing plants. It's just an expression of how quickly those plants grew. That the land was awake at night, working, making these plants grow. Overnight this happened. You understand? It's just an expression to show the speed at which plants grow. So sahira is also used for a wide, extensive tract of land. So just imagine desert, open desert. As far as the eye can see, it's just sand. You look at, you look towards your right, your left, front, behind, everywhere. You just see sand. Now when a person is traveling through this kind of a tract, and it's night time, will he be able to sleep? No. Why? Why is it difficult to sleep in such a place? Because it's empty. There is no wall, there is no tree, there is no shade, nothing at all. So this is how the meaning of spending the night awake comes in. Okay? So sahira, empty, vast, tract of land meaning the earth's surface. So Sahira is understood as the earth's surface over here. فَإِنَّمَا هِيَ الزَّجْرَةٌ Wahida. It will be only one shout. فَإِذَا هُمْ Then immediately all of them will be where? Where? On the earth's surface. All those People who are dead, buried deep within the earth, whose bones were rotting, decaying, falling apart, brittle, those people will be where? Standing up on the earth's surface. How quickly? فإذا. Very quickly, because ida means immediately. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's power of resurrecting the dead is being mentioned over here. That don't doubt this reality. Don't think that just because there's so many people or that their bodies have decayed so much lost into the earth they cannot be resurrected. They can be. Just one shout is all that is needed. Faidahum Let's listen to the recitation of all of these verses.
1: With a nashطات سبحا, السابقات سبقا المدبرات with يوم ترجف الراجفة تتبعها قلوب يومئذ واجفة. ابن صاروها خاشعه يقولون ا اننا لمضدودون في الحافره اذا كنا عظاما نخره قالوا تلك اذا كره خاسره فانما هي زجره واحده the either